Cool. <laughs> oh, so uh, I'm very excited today. Really? I, this is well, what normally happens. Let, let me ask you this: you're you're a a middle aged man, and you Ooh. get your shit together. No, you are. We are. What are we young? We're not young. We're, We're square. You're middle aged. We're not young. We're not young. Let's yeah. say a quarter century each, right? Quarter century, quarter century, quarter century. Then you're dead. Okay. Maybe yeah. you eke out, maybe you eke out a couple more years at the end, but 75 were more or less dead. Got it, right? That's my dad's age. So yeah. <laughs> right. And he's old. See, I'm doing the math right here. Yeah. And if we had kids, which we should be doing, but the Wamans made it a fucking riskier than fuck proposition to have kids. <laughs> Where are the children? So like, fuck, no, I'm not doing it. So we are in the middle. And if we had kids, they would be what? Well, they would be well-behaved and they okay. wouldn't cause. They would be young. Oh, See? young. But, 20, but Zero to 20, yeah. It's, you have to understand, it's hard for women to have kids, you know? It's, 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 it's so hard. They've only been doing it since forever. Can't you have some understanding? It's so fun. Just, just to watch. Well, I was going to talk about it anyway. Now's just as good as time. Man, am I, I am fascinated, but I thought I was dark, but you show me these screenshots of these dating profiles. Oh, they God. are fucking unhinged. And it's yes. not one or two of them. They are fucking unhinged from reality. I'm doing and it I, to show you what's out there and what I'm dealing I, with. I, I appreciate it, but it's, it's kind of, it, Take, for example, the coronavirus, and we're always trying to assess how bad is it? What's the death rate? Is it really that bad? And it's kind of the same thing. That's why I need the statistics and the data. I still need this data because I don't want to believe it's that bad. Like coronavirus, we all thought was horrible. Now it's starting to turn out to be pretty meh. Yeah. But with these with these gals, with their delusion, and it's not an anecdote or an exception, nor is it necessarily the rule. But what tell tell the audience that screenshot you sent me the last time. Uh well, I sent you a couple of them. One of them basically outright admits, you know, hey, I'm a teacher and I'm we're trying to get rid of, you know, the patriarchy, uh white supremacy and all that. Like she actually puts that on her profile. Yeah. That's just I mean, that's fine, but don't announce that, you know? And I mean, like, take politics out of it. Yeah, stop saying you're feminist. Stop saying, like, you know, uh, don't talk to me if you uh, voted for Trump, blah, 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 blah. Right, and and I understand, like, okay, they're going to put their politics, but I'm saying for, for the analysis of this phenomenon where women just are not investable. These right. are not – and look at that profile. Like I'm a feminist and I'm a boxer and we're going to bring down patriarchy and I – that what? and there was something else that some other crusader caused. Switch it, the polarity. Now let's say it's an extreme rise. I'm, I'm for banning abortion and Jesus is my thing. It's like how fun is this chick? Like Hold who on. the fuck wants to hang out with her? Did did I send you the one? I might not have sent you this one. Basically, outright admitted, "Hey, I'm pregnant right now." Um, yeah. so you have to. You, I sent you that one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> did you see her age? No. How old was 42. she? 42. She artificial apparently artificially inseminated herself because uh, she couldn't find a guy to snare as a husband slash father slash divorced uh, chump. It's not admittedly that's. 
you have to admit that's an exception where I'm pregnant and here comes the whole package sort of thing, right? Yeah, that's I've never not asked that for common. time I saw that, yeah. Well, what is somewhat common, you said it's between 10% and a quarter of them uh, that explicitly stated online. Then when you actually go on a date with them, it comes out then. But let's just say a quarter on average yeah. are the uh, rank feminist. They, they put it right there. Yeah, like right. This is the number one thing they're going to tell you about is their feminine and what they're going to do with their crusade. <clears throat> there is an unanchored, an untethering, a not even a toe tipped into the world of reality as to considering what men might want. Forget marriage, just on a first date. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just look at this with morbid curiosity. Where okay, the you have to applaud the left in brainwashing an entire generation of women to think that this is important, that this is what gives them value, and above all else, not even to say that this is what men want. Fuck, fuck the concept or the idea of selflessness, altruism, or not even those almost sound sacrificial. Just considering negotiation and that the fact that there's other people and what they want, and in order to trade with them or interact with them, you must also consider what they want. You're going to, I'm going to continue to, I'm going to send you these more and more as I see them. Send them all. I want to see all of them. So I know, because you send me one here or there every two weeks or something. I'll send you a bunch. Okay. All right. Yeah. Send them all the time. Send me everyone you come up across. Give me a screenshot because I need to see this to get more of an accurate pulse. But it is, it's just, it's like they're zombies. Yeah. And I'm not talking women in general, but a a significant percent of the population, they're zombies. They're not capable of thinking of other people. Let me ask you a question. What, and I'll look out for this. Uh, What percentage of these women that are on, you know, these dating apps, what percentage do they actually mention what they might bring to the table? You know what they have to offer instead of you just. Got, saying I, I'm not. I'm not on the dating apps. That's why I rely on you. No, I, not, I'm gonna, I was going to say zero percent, frankly, based on, on what I'm gathering so far. About five percent. There's a few on there that are like, "Hey, so you know, I'm I cook, you know, blah blah blah. I'm, I'm into this and that. Um, they're there, but there's something else you need to know about them. They're they're fat. Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, see, and here's here's. It, it's not just women. This fascinates me about the human mind. Why do fat chicks put on makeup? Why why when the when the fat black lady is going to go out and party, they put on weaves and they put they do their nails like they do their nails like nobody else does their nails. In the world of doing nails, black women have got fat black women have got this down. Why? <laughs> but but that's that's just black women. I'm talking all fat women. Why do they bother putting on heels? Why do they bother putting on makeup? Uh, there's a few reasons. Like one that comes to mind is they're copying their friends, their better looking friends, okay. or um, right. they're doing it to look good for other women, you know, because they want to get compliments. Yeah, okay, sure. My warm. Sure. Um, warm, yeah, lukewarm. Lukewarm. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's about sentience and consciousness and what is deep down inside what do they truly know to be true you know i know i know they come up on the on the internets and the dating sites and don't you ever talk and i'm talking to white girls too i got myself 
a masters in feminist studies and don't you better this better that better <laughs> he better that's a he better what but then when we go when we're gonna go out we go to Vegas. The girlfriends go out to Vegas, or they, or another example. Let me give you a different example. Dating profile pictures. Mm, yes, the what, MySpace angles. Yeah. MySpace. What? What does that all tell? What does that proof? What does that indicate? Well, it's it's a sort of a crafty thing that they use to try to mislead you. Why are they trying to mislead you? Well, they they realize that they can't just bring. They can't be themselves. You know, they have to look like this. Am, uh, what am you gotta I missing? Be, you got to be more jaded. Make the connection. Don't need no man fish bicycle. Beauty at any size. <laughs> Beauty at any age. But when it comes, to, and, and they're going to put up this front. They're going to put yeah. up this front. But if they really believed in that bullshit, what would they not do? Well, they wouldn't put on makeup. They wouldn't dress up. They wouldn't. Right. Uh, they wouldn't do the angle. They wouldn't look yeah. thin. They wouldn't lie about the weight. They wouldn't post a fight. They fucking bother, buddy. Fucking know <laughs> what the truth is. They fucking know. And they then know. they they consciously lie. So this cognitive dissonance is just fascinating. And they will do it to the point it ruins their lives. We're like, they, oh, they'll never admit. We don't need no man. I'm not doing it. Da, 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 da. They're ruining their lives. I, I, yeah. I mean, I go back and forth where it's the effect of reality versus what they, they uh, believe in their deepest hearts of hearts. And fat women putting on <clears throat> lipstick and makeup. Feminist women. Why are feminists even out dating? Why? You remind men every fucking day you don't need them fist bicycle girl boss trademark why are you there then because deep down inside maybe it's not totally in the frontal lobes but deep down inside they do want a guy they do and and then i asked the simple question <clears throat> if you want a guy chad what's the next thing you're gonna buy like what's the next thing you're probably gonna buy me or the woman that's no no, no. For- what, are, what are you gonna buy what are you gonna buy what's next what am I going to buy next? What's the um, next thing you're going to per- likely purchase. What will it be? Man, um, I'm slow this morning. I need a help. That doesn't matter. No, I mean, you're going to get a sandwich. You're going to go to Jersey Mike's. Oh, what yeah. are you going to get? I'm going to get lunch. Next. You're going to go. You're going to go get lunch. Yeah. Does the lunch have an option? Let's say you go to Jersey Mike's. Does the sub sandwich have a choice in whether or not it <laughs> goes home with you? Uh, no, it's forced. No. To. No, I I gotta get gas. Does the gas have a choice as to whether I pump it into my truck? No, you're pretty much uh, you're pretty much committed at that point. Why why does the gas or the subway sandwich or the video game or what everybody everybody out there is going to buy? Why does it not have a choice whether it's going to come home with you or not? Well, it's not it's not even a real thing. You just take it and use it. It's a thing. It yeah. doesn't have a brain it doesn't have an opinion it's not conscious it's not ex- i mean it exists it's a physical thing but it's not sentient it's not a soul it's not a spirit it's not a, a conscious entity a conscious being that can think but by god these feminist gals and gals is this transcends feminism or leftist gals they do not think that men are sentient independent beings 
with uh, their own requirements, standards. And because essentially, whether you're if I buy some, do I have the money to buy? It? OK, it's not it's not a negotiation. But when you go into a relationship, business, matrimonial, um, legal, whatever, you have another person involved, a counterparty involved that has their own set of desires, wants, needs, needs. I need this. You know, I can't do it unless you, you know, you got to wage selling your house and that the buyer seller, uh, plaintiff, defendant, husband, wife, you have to consider the counterparty. You have to offer some, you know, they talk about the, I am the table. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what do you bring to, why? Why? And it just empirically and effectively, what you see with these, these, I'm still, it's amazing to me because it indicates these women are that stupid and that naive that they just show up and all you fuckers and you better have that. He better, he better. better. Just impossible list where it's like, who the fuck wants to go out with you? Like they really think you go to the man store, you buy a man and you take it home like a cat or a dog. I have a counterpoint. Like, I agree with your entire. I, I firmly believe this because I've seen it and I've read about it. And I even have um, people tell me about it. Dude, there are so many desperate dudes out there that actually go for these women that put no effort into their appearance. Um, they exist. Unfortunately, they exist. But these girls don't want these guys. True. But it gives and them the impression that they can get anybody. I okay, and and maybe these simps, maybe this provides a floor. I always have to think ceiling or floor. No, it's a ceiling. It provides a ceiling, so these gals never. It's a, a bifurcated uh, market where these gal guys will get their dicks wet or just get their attention. Oh my God, woman, vagina like me, but these gals are not going to be happy. I mean, fucks. Look at. Have you seen Ilian Omar's or Ocasio Cortez's boyfriends or husbands? Now, I guess. Have you seen them? I've seen AOCs, so uh, I I know what you're talking about. That holy dude. holy cuck! What? Yeah. Is, don't tell me these women are like. Yeah, this is the guy I want walking me down a dark alley. Mm -hmm. I mean, there. And and perhaps maybe, perhaps maybe I'm erroneous on this. And where I could see I'm wrong is how women modernly today and in the past, but increasing percent, not all, but an increasing trend. And men can be viewed as this way too, because fathers just aren't around how they really look at everything as a check Mark. I got my SUV check Mark. I have my master's degree in social work check Mark. I had the college experience check Mark. I have, have a husband check Mark. I have a son or, or daughter, children check Mark. House of the Suburbs checkmark, yep. where the Sims will provide them that checkmark. Not interaction, not love, not masculinity, not throbbing them and, and making them just pass out in uh, orgasmic ecstasy in bed or just like, wow, look at that guy. Maybe, maybe that's what they really want is just the checkmark. You know, I have it. I got it. But then later on, they get pissed off. They get divorced and they're unhappy. Dude, of course, that's what that is. I've been on dates with some women that they're treating it. I mean, you always ask questions on a date because it sure. demonstrates that you'd like to get to know the person. And I'm sure there's dudes in the chat right now. 
you go out with them and it's so obvious that they're just kind of interviewing you and they're not actually interested in getting to know the real you. They don't right. care about you as a person, but they're trying to see if you can fit into the box that they're checking. God. And this is, dude, if they're older than 35, this is automatic. Like no matter what the age, this is what's going on. They're trying to snare you. But but why be why be alive? I'm I'm being deadly serious <laughs> about this. If this life, your existence, is merely to collect things and check boxes and not meld, fall in love, and, and love is just one aspect, but to integrate and be like, wow, even to argue, I could see it where you got a James Carville and his wife were politically. Uh, opposed to one another where that sparring where you have another human being you can engage and interact with if you're not willing to have that well then fuck it you know you're not willing to raise your kid you're not willing to hug them and roll around with them and give them shit and train them and discipline them you're not there why why be alive <laughs> you know go get the sushi go do your fucking traveling go get the college experience but seriously if you're 32 33 34 35 you had all the experiences you got your fucking whatever you got all the check when you're done checking off the boxes put a bullet in your fucking head because what are you gonna live for what you don't love your kids. You got the check mark, and that's all that matters. You had the kids. You don't love your spouse. You got the check mark. You're probably going to divorce them anyway. You don't care about what's left. Materialism, like sitting there and 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 you know what? <clears throat> Maybe we answered our question. Maybe this is why um, they're so um, fervent. So radical is is it not the word? They're so invested in their politics because they got. Truly nothing fucking else when they could have a damn husband and some damn kids right there just waiting for them to love them. Listen, man, I keep telling you this like you got to get going with that Operation Evil. I know there are so, 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 so many fat women that are never going to get anyone to commit to them. Like more and more, I'm seeing it. Like there's yeah. so many of them. They're never going to get husbands, they're never going to be fulfilled. So there's got to be like a way to make money off of that. It, there is, there is an operation. Yeah. But dude, I just, I just banged out this book here. You know this. this yeah, book. yeah. I wrote the majority of this. Yeah. Vince said it made his own changes. Um, that that takes a lot of me not to nerd out, but it's like Dragon Ball Z where I get all my power in it, which I hate by the way. I watched a couple <laughs> of episodes, and then and then I I shoot my big fire beam or whatever, and I I'll do another one. It's like, dude, look. <laughs> I just so I I have that I have something going on but I I just need to rest but no there is and I like all bubbles like all cycles through life like everything in life this too will pass this too yeah. shall pass this will come to an end there'll be a financial crisis um you know maybe Gen Z gets its head out of its ass I don't think so but we have an opportunity right now where there is such a female ego or ego is one thing but a self-centered feminism but not in the political sense all about the woman this completely self-centered bubble where all it is is themselves and uh damn oprah was fast on that man oprah <laughs> i don't know if it was by accident or by brilliant foresight she saw that decades at decades and it is only 10 times as powerful and forceful and in, entrenched now is when Oprah started in in the 80s. And I'm I'm serious. Like, I listened to uh, 
TFM uh, yeah. is a perfect example. But we could talk Jack Napier, any guy where it's like, look at it, da, 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 da. <clears throat> and TFN in particular, his his solution is to take women's rights away, which I disagree with. Uh, it's not miracle, huh? I'm just saying it's sort of annoying when people say that because you know it's never going to happen. Well, it's not that it's never going to happen. It's it's unprincipled. I would even say it's amoral. There are good women. Uh, oh, we yeah. should be meritocratic. But uh, anyway, his simple solution is just take women's rights away and, and this will all solve itself. No. Uh, but I've, I've, he is, at the same time, he's a brilliant economist. That's why I really like listening to his economic stuff is just spot on and, and, and some interesting insights. And I kind of want to reach out to him and say, look, TFM, this, this fight, and this goes for everybody, even, even Rush Limbaugh, even people talking about stopping socialism. Look, we're all going to die here pretty soon. This isn't going to stop. This is going to continue on. And in an enjoy the decline kind of sense, since this is a given, this is a why not capitalize off of it? Because there's the how how long, how many terabytes, how many hours, how much, how much, how many pages <clears throat> of arguments, evidence, reasons, rationalizations, imploring, beseeching, presenting logical theorems, proofs have we tried to give to women and the left as well about and, and minorities, whoever else, whoever is generally associated with the left. How much have we tried to stop them? Not for our own good as well, but for their own goddamn sake. Look, you're going to die soon. And soon, ladies, another perfect example, you're going to get old and no guy's going to want anything to do. You got to X, Y, and Z to make your life better. Has it, has it changed one person's life? Maybe one or two, but have yeah. we, have we put a dent into this? Not, not from my observation. So why not capitalize off of it? I uh, I know I still have some nice guy in me that needs to be like uh, stamped out. Um, I truly, I kind of feel for some of these women. I'm swiping through it and I look at them like they're going to die alone. They're going to die fat, you know, with their cats. There's just so many of them. And I know that they wouldn't give a crap about me, but man, I would hate to be those people. Remember, you oh. never want to switch places with no. them. So I probably the the group of people, if you want to stereotype it, would be uh, young women uh, in general that would hate me the most, I guess, uh, ideologically. Like if you took a group of a swath of different demographic people and had them doing that, young women, especially minority women, would hate my guts. But the irony that if these minority women just read any one of my books or heeded the advice, they wouldn't be in debt. They would not be overweight. They would have great careers or great jobs. They'd have sound finances and they'd have a guy and they'd have love. I, I mean, I can't guarantee you read my book. You're going to get love. But, the you know, follow Oprah's advice. You follow my advice. Swear to God, I know my my uh, medicine is, is horribly tasting. But by the end, you're going to be way better off than listening. I mean, how many women are like baby boomer, divorced, pissed off women now who listen to Oprah back in the 80s? How many? Yeah. Um... God, uh, millions. It got to be millions. I know some. I see him every day, just walking around. You know. Yeah. Not yeah. lately, but yeah. Yeah, there was the gal. I I take uh, the nieces to this uh, high end bakery, and uh, I don't have kids, but you know I have these little kids in tow with me, 
And me and the GF and the nieces were sitting there and we're having a, a little bit of dinner. And I look and there was a gal, I mean, fit the bill, no makeup, gray hair, shortcut, overweight, sitting there dining by herself, no mm. ring on the finger. You damn right. I'm going to assume. And I'm like, well, hopefully I can prevent these two little ones from, from ending up with that. Yeah. But, but man, aside from the close ones and the loved ones, it, you know, what you're facing on the internet, like, fuck it. I mean, you, you just throw up your hands like, okay, yeah. All right, fine. What, <laughs> whatever lady it, it's, uh, all right. And how, and how do you make money off of it? That's, you know, well, you Derek Jackson it up or something or Matt Hussey and, and, and you make the money, but I'm just struck. Like the more I've done this as the years have gone on, uh, Man, there's just a lot of them. So many leftover women. It's crazy. Well, and what's sad is you got to – now you have to have – to, they treat men like they don't have conscious sentience right. or, 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 or thought. Well, that's almost 100% true for them now. Like this girl doesn't have independent thought. How common is this gal with, with oh, I he got a He better. How common are the he better gals? How common they're probably it doesn't matter if you're fat skinny you know hot not hot that's it's everywhere right so if they've been conditioned and programmed by media by politics by professors by teachers i don't even necessarily mean the politics but you know he better and this is that and that and my prince is coming and all that are they independent thinking no no I mean, maybe again, deep down inside. Well, they never let that out. I don't know what's deep down inside of you. Now I have like, so when you go on a date with one of these gals is essentially interrogating you or interviewing you for a job interview, can you bond with that woman? Can you interact? Can you even have fun? No, no. I one mean, of the last, well, one of the last dates I went on, this was in what, mid February or something like that before this whole lockdown. I just remember, you know, I met this one girl, a doctor who's, I don't know, six, seven years younger than me. So, you know, early 30s. I take her to this brewery that's uh, about half a mile from where I live. You know, it was a beautiful day for February. It was a beautiful day outside, sunny. I'm having a, I'm just happy to be there, you know, because I'm like, it's a break from busy season and everything. She just had the most piss poor attitude and she's doing exactly what you're talking about, like trying to get to the bottom of, what she can kind of get out of me, which made no sense because she's a doctor and frankly makes more than me. What do you mean? Try to get to the bottom of what she could get out of you. Like what you're, did you, like, do you want a balance sheet or what? Kind of like it was more, the, the interaction was less, you know, joking and flirty and everything. And it's more like trying to figure out what my background is like, you know, so how long have you had your own business? Oh, how, how, how are you, how busy are you right now? You know, or how many clients do you have? At first your ego is kind of stroked because you're like, yeah, I get to talk about myself. And then you realize that they're kind of trying to case you out as what you can bring to the table. Well, it, it would make sense if during busy season, she's asking you about your business, but were there just too many questions where it's too like, many, yeah, too yeah. many questions like, you know, where did you go to school and blah, blah, blah. Like to me, to me, they're 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 part of getting to know somebody, but she just had too many, like trying to figure out where I fit into that box, and she just wouldn't. She wouldn't be present. She wouldn't smile. She wouldn't laugh. It was just like stone faced. That's that's key. I'm trying to remember, <clears throat> even when I was dating, the tooth pulling that would occur. 
and and this is just me, but it's like a dance. I, ideally, a date would go like a dance where it's flirtatious and you're trying to spar with one another and make the girl laugh. And there's probably nothing better in the world than when a girl laughs at your stupid quips or your stupid jokes. Means she likes you. She likes you, but she's also getting the humor and would throw yeah. a little bit back at you. Like, you don't, you're not even talking, like you could have a conversation about, you know, this flip phone and make some jokes or anything. And you're, you're seeing what the other person's mind can do to make, make a funny observation or just something clever. You're, you're, you're dancing. You're intellectually dancing yeah. with one another. And then you throw one over the plate. She hits it. She finds it funny. Or she gives you the look like, oh, really? You know, something like that. That's not a job interview. That's that's human. Right. But when's the last time you had a date like that? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> may, maybe last summer, last fall. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, okay, let me. So we're not counting, and we were joking about this. We're not counting these virtual dates, you know, that are going on right now. Romances, romances, romances. Yeah, those don't count. Do not count. I'm talking about, you know, in person. Um, I, shit, it's so rare. Like you try to do it, it's it's hard to do it when you're on your phone, right? And you're trying right. to convey like flirtiness, blah blah blah. I've had instances where I thought I had good chemistry with somebody because, you know, we're bantering a little bit. Then right. you get them in person. They're just kind of like, hey. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, well, that's going back some time ago. No, I, I, uh, it's, and the sad conclusion that until like a reset happens or great depression and blah, blah, until, until women can be human, you know, make women human again. <laughs> Uh, a lot of guys, especially this, your generation, my generation, younger generations, uh, you know, Gen Z looks like it's going to go the same way. A lot of you guys is just going to have to live with the fact you ain't getting married. I mean, you may, yeah. and you shouldn't want to, or, or let me rephrase it. You're not going to find a significant other. You're just not. Uh, because I thought I was being jaded and cynical when I said women are not brought up to be wives or mothers. Now I'm 100% convinced it's not even, it's not even an opinion. Women are not brought up to be wives or mothers. They are brought up to be workers and taxpayers and debtors. Consumers. Uh, and consumers too. Yes. Yeah. 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 That too. But that's a robot. You can't fall in love with that. You can't form a relationship with that. And um, when you can, I mean, really it's, it's NPCs. You're just dating a bunch of NPCs. You might as well put that gray face over every profile you find and then upload it to that Reddit uh uh, you know that Reddit group? Oh, the bitter women one. Um, Not, but yeah, bitter women. But it's like, where can I find a man one or whatever? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It's the one where they have their female dating strategy or, or something like. No, that. No, no, not not no? that one. This is a site where guys post dating profiles like yeah, you. I've seen that. It's um, if you ever want to just get a feel for what's out there, just read the Reddit group dating over thirty. Like some of the shit that they talk about. Whew. Is that a guy site or a general? Uh, it's it's a men, women, you know, they post their profiles. They give stories about the terrible interactions and situations that they've gotten their, themselves into. They ask yeah. for advice. It's uh, it's entertaining. I, I keep, you know, because I keep good company, maybe the world doesn't look like shit or maybe because I don't keep any company. I'm good. But man, it has not improved in the past 15 years, I'd imagine. I'd imagine it has not improved. 
To me, it's um, so I was in a relationship for a long time, which ended uh, two years ago. To me, uh, as it's gone on, it gets exponentially worse. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Exponentially. Yes. It's like that when they keep trying to show the COVID deaths in New York or whatever, you see the curve just kind of go like that. (laughs) To me, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. There's like. Well, soon. And now I know the simps aside, but soon uh, men are just they're going to one. They've already dropped out of the marriage market. Yeah. In in part because they're forced to. They don't have the money. They have student loan debts. Um. No woman's going to marry him anyway because he, you know, fish, bicycle, whatever, yeah. 666. So, so there's that. But the, the only guys that are going to subject themselves to that are going to be the simps. And any of the real masculine guys are like, okay, maybe they'll get, you know, there's a dwindling population of girls that are kind of feminine still yet, but they're not going to get married. It, and it's already happening. Marriage is tanking. Uh, Births are births are going down for all racial categories. I think the brothers and Latinos are getting sick of this shit too. Um, yeah. No, and it, it's just going to be it's going to be a desert, a desert where there is no love, no family, no nothing, and and, and it's just going to be like, nope, this is this is not going to because I can't. I just absolutely cannot. Uh, risks I, are too high. I forgot to tell you this one story. This happened over the weekend. Um, my first cousin. Um, my youngest cousin, she's, uh, what's she now? 33 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were just chatting or whatever. And I had to get pretty real with her because she was complaining, you know, oh, you know, I can't seem to find any guys, whatever, whatever. Um, she's a big girl, you know, she's big. Say boned. Fat. Yeah, say fat. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess she's, she's yeah, fat. She's fat. And what I was trying to tell her, um, she didn't like hearing. I was like, you know, we'll, we'll call her Jill. It's not a real name. I'm like, Jill, you have to stop, you know, retweeting and posting all these like pro-feminist and anti-male <laughs> things that you're seeing. But I, I was genuinely trying to. No, help I, her. I know you were trying. But OK, go on. I'm curious how this ended out. I, was, I mean, you know, the answer. I'm, we're banned. You know, she's going on. She's like, well, why? You know, that's that's what I believe in. I'm like, ah, you're just not going to find anybody this way. And so we kind of had it out. She's not going to change it, but I was just trying to help. And oh, what were you trying to do, Chad? Help. Oh, when does that work for you? Never. Uh, never. Never. But I care. For most people, I don't oh. give a shit. But it's, it's my cousins. My you know, I know. My first cousin. Dude, I've I've let relatives go. I don't care it's... if they're blood or not. I'm like, bye. See ya. Have fun with your shitty life. I feel bad for her. She's not going to find a guy. She's not. She's not. No, you're right. You're right. I. It's hard to get rid of the human. But once you get rid of the human, you're just kind of like, oh, that's easy. Oh, all right. Oh, I, I feel I feel sad. There is one more thing. We'll, we'll get on to other stuff that I want. But because yeah, there's, no, there's, there's no solution to this. I, I was just I am. Increase you might it must be exponential because every day, man, yeah, I'm like, oh, he can't top that one. Oh, he did. Here's the pregnant woman. I'm the full package. I only send you some of these. I, I can send you five to ten of these a day. Send me here's what I'd really like to know. Send me everyone that you find. Not everyone, but the one where you're like, holy shit, look at this. And I want to know the percentage. Like, of the percentage of the profiles you looked at, what what percent was this? Because I need numbers. I need numbers. 
I mean, here, here's one. Um, the percent of women on there that you have to like scroll past and everything easily 50%. Okay. Cause they're so not physically many, attractive. Yeah. So oh. many fat women on these. And you know, I know I live in the Midwest and everything. I don't know what it's like on does the it, coast, but it, it, does it matter? No, I mean, people are generally here are not very fit. So, yeah. But, uh, oh, so I was going to say, <clears throat> I have someone uh, that we know and provided me the insight into the the woman's minds. Mm. And um, it it kind of corroborates and is this horror. And I can't, I can't argue because this is a woman. She has more insight than me. She knows. It is depressing and dark and unhinged it's not true they are living a lie and if what she says is true she says oh this is all women it's a life of hell they they really are not only thinking that there's their prince around the corner but that they're entitled to it yeah and that they're gonna hold up and And not entitlement in, in a little spoiled brat kid, but that's like their birthright. Like they are going to have their prince. And I, I was informed a lot of it is Disney and media more than, than feminism and all that. But, uh, and, and um, like even me trying to introduce concepts. Well, what about staying the fucking shape? Like, oh no, they, a man should love her for her. And, and it's like, like Christians and there's an afterlife. Like there's this promise of heaven. It's like, well, you better be right. There's heaven because if you're not, you wasted your one motherfucking shot on this planet. And this genuine religion, this uh, land of Canaan, Canaan, this promised land, uh, has been given to women, and they believe it, man. Oh, is there a brain cell deep down inside that knows? We don't have time to debate that, but. You are right. This is an unstoppable force. This is like gravity. This is like the male sex drive. You're not going to change. And I think instead of us washing ourselves up like water and waves, breaking against a, a fortress or a, a break, just stop it. Just let's let's regroup and rethink things through. And I think one of the things is to profitize, certainly to lessen the pain. Certainly to quit wasting our time and our efforts and energies. I know it's academically and intellectually interesting. It's a very interesting game. but And, and when you come new to this red pill world, I, I think it's fascinating. It's all new, and you do need to learn this and know this. But after a certain amount of time, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm done playing this game. I'm throwing in the towel, or I'm going to capitalize off of this system. And I think well, that's, that, that's what's to, to make lemonade out of lemons, I think that's the next stage. Pretty much every guy is going to have to go through at this point. My weakness is still my empathy. And I genuinely feel bad for the ones that are never going to find a guy to commit to them. The ones that don't say anything about feminism, you know, a fish bicycle and all that. I genuinely yeah. feel bad for because they probably are nice women, um, but they're just too fat. What are you going to do? I got a buddy. <clears throat> he met a unicorn. Really? And I'm not going to go. Oh, yeah. He met a unicorn. Anyone I know? or? Uh, no, I don't think you know this person. Um, either the gal he met or himself. Uh, but he was telling me the story about how, and she is. I'm like, holy shit, dude. And guess what her one flaw is, Chad? Um, she has a little bit of extra. She is fat. Uh, there's there's not no a- She's not big bones. She's not a white head. She is fat. And 
she he called me and we're talking about it and she is so rare on paper uh and in real life too but her resume is just wow holy cow that if he could get her to lose weight he'd have a perfect unicorn and his debate is okay if i tell her to lose weight there's like a 90 percent chance she'll go away i'm like yeah but you can't have sex with a fat chick. You can't go out with someone you're not physically attracted to. Right. It's so desperate. He's kind of like, well, then I lose the girl. So, and I'm like, uh, <clears throat> he right now he's like, I just like to have someone around. Mm, he's one of those. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, then don't make a pretty woman your yeah, wife. That song. song. He, he's going to that. But I'm I'm just thinking like how how do you you know what I call chicks I really dig but don't want to have sex with. Friends, friends. That's what that's what I call. I mean, friends. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you what I'm wrestling with. I know we're talking about this, and we're gonna move on. But the, the last thing I'll tell you is that it's like ultimately, it's going to be very hard um, for me to find somebody who. It's gonna be hard for me to find a unicorn because I actually don't mind, you know, doing stuff on my own. I don't have this mm-hmm. incredible need to just have somebody to have somebody. So frankly, and this is probably going to hurt me going forward, somebody has to be pretty damn awesome in order for me to give up my my alone time, my free time or whatever. So right, you uh, have other interests going on. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, it, it's going to be challenging going forward. But you know what? I'm not worried about it at all. I'm really not. I, I, and I think that's an important lesson here. So let's make all the listeners, especially the younger guys thing important. Not only the takeaway, if we want to call it that, not only do you have to accept the increasing and very likely chances you're not going to marry so that you don't waste your life, you also have to be vested in yourself. And I don't mean that in a female Oprah self-hugging, self-twatting kind of shit going on. I mean, like you have activities, you have hobbies. It's not on the menu. Right. An acceptable, marriageable woman is not going to be on the menu for the vast majority of you. And that's sad. It's not right. It's not what you're programmed. That's too bad. It's not on the menu. Okay? Restaurants closed. Given that assumption, what else are you going to do in life? How are you going to make it count? Because I'm going to operate from the premise that there is no afterlife. The afterlife is what your life was before you were born, nothingness, and you weren't even around to consciously recognize and say, hey, this is nothingness. No, it's over. And even yeah. if you're not sure, let's assume, let's err on the side of caution, go out and make a count. And it's sad, man, but it starts with stop investing so much money and time, so yeah. much resources and finding the girls. Uh, and that's why I say leave a line in the water. But, you know, you've seen that fishing, right, where they put a pole and they strap it to a tree. And if they catch something, they catch a fish and they yeah. come back and get it. It's kind of like that. Guys, life is too fucking short to be going online uh, looking at these profiles that Chad is. Thank God he does it in a very sacrificial way for our <laughs> entertainment. Oh, yeah. I admit I don't necessarily do it 100% for entertainment purposes, but you are going to get more and more of these profiles because I'm going to send yeah. you. Yeah, no, it, it after a while, it's it's a cost-benefit analysis. just isn't worth it. Um, <clears throat> the competent man for five buck. Dude bros at work, Barclays ETF, oil liquidating after dropping over $12 to under $3 in three months. It looks like USO ETF is next for US oil. What, um, you uh, you paying attention to this oil price stuff? 
Yeah, it was what, minus $36 per barrel yesterday or something? Yeah, and I, I was kind of like, well, I don't know how this works. Uh, so I went online, and every article out there doesn't tell me uh, what I need to know. And then I found this very simple one. It's CNS, CNN Business <clears throat> by Gas Isidore. Or Isidore. Just a, this is good journalism. This is good journalism. I'm glad he wrote because it's a question people got, but no one answers. Everyone just quotes the news. Oh, oil's below. It's like, uh, yeah, so what? Do gas pumps pay us to take their money? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. Very simple question. It's so uh, he writes, what does it mean when oil prices go negative? No, it doesn't mean the gas station will pay you to fill up. And everyone's like, ah. Uh, even though historic decline for oil sent prices negative on Monday, don't expect to get paid to fill up your gas tank anytime soon or ever, truth be told. There were some... There were some unique conditions driving oil prices below zero for the first time ever. And more importantly, crude oil prices only have an indirect impact on retail price of a gallon of gasoline. The huge drop in the U.S. gasoline consumption in recent weeks due to stay-at-home orders and uh, COVID-19 has pushed down both oil and gasoline prices as there is excess supply of both. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but there's an oil refinery a little bit to my west. Mm. Um and anytime you're driving past, it's billowing, you know, steam. And almost like there's like always a cloud above it. Yeah. And nothing, just nothing. That thing is shut down. I've, I've never seen it not billowing steam or smoke. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Uh, and the space needed to store that excess supply is running short, which is part of what led to the negative oil price on Monday. The average price of a gallon of gas is headed into money stood at $1.81, according to AAA, down $0.05 cents a gallon from a week and off 36 a gallon from where prices stood a month ago as stay-at-home orders were just starting. So gas is cheap, more than a dollar cheaper than it was a year ago this time, but it's hardly less than zero. Uh, Monday's negative price for crude was the result of some unusual dynamics in the oil market. The record low close on Mon- in the May contrast- contract for West Texas Intermediate came on very thin trading volume ahead of Tuesday's expiration. That's because there are concerns that there will be no room to store those barrels delivered in May. The June contract, however, only dropped around 10% to 22 a barrel. And Brent crude, the world benchmark, just fell 5% to 26.50. A remember when it was $100 a barrel? Oh, yeah. I remember I back thing, in yeah. um, 2007 or something. It was up to like 150 or something. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> now he gets to where the... Where the uh, Gas is being sold. Wholesale gasoline futures and oil futures are definitely linked, but they don't necessarily reflect each other on any given day, said Jeff Lennard. Well, plus that's the price of a barrel of oil, and then it has to go through refinery and transportation, so your costs and overhead are added there. Uh, And even wholesale gasoline futures don't fully determine the price that a gas station will pay for their product. Most have contracts that determine the price, albeit with future prices factored into that. Once you have factored in the cost of wholesale gasoline, there are all the other costs that go into the price you pay at the pump. U.S. Energy Information Administration estimates that in 2019, when the full year average stood at $2.60 a gallon, the average transportation and marketing cost was about $0.39 cents a gallon per gallon of gas. Refining and profits added another $0.34 cents on average. So the cheapest we could ever possibly find. Because of the supply chain, I guess, would be 39 plus 34. So that is 73 cents a gallon. So maybe that, oh, and that doesn't include um, taxes. So I think, I think a buck, a buck is about the cheapest it can go. 
So it's still a little bit more expensive here, of course, because of the local taxes. But a buddy of mine um, who was driving out and about downstate, and you've probably heard this, uh, mm-hmm. 99 cents per gallon. Yeah. One of the, I haven't seen that since I was like six years old or something. I mean, I got a buddy in a, a town called Lakeville, and I filled up for a buck oh nine down there. Wow. And yeah, yeah, it was really cheap. And he gets really, there's, but I think it's more of a war going on with the three dude or the three dudes, the three gas stations in town. Um, so they're, they're doing, and you know, gas, gas stations can lower the prices. So it costs them money, but they're assuming you're going to go in and buy a Red Bull or get a sandwich. Or yeah. A loss leader. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Go ahead. Uh, get the super chat there. Christopher Anon. Oh, the Chad, Chad, you there? Oh, he's out. <clears throat> Hang on, let me text Chad. Oh, there you go, Chad. You, yeah, we're uh, good. We're good. I, I, okay. Um. Uh, well, they're saying they set a minimum price for a penny a barrel before I could get paid to accept futures for cash. Bastards, a penny per barrel. Hmm. Does he? Uh, does Chris uh, work in the oil industry or something? <laughs> Chad, connect and reconnect. Okay, you're you're coming in and out like blanking out and everything. All right. Okay, uh, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm gonna get a. Uh, I'm gonna go. Let's all take a potty break, everybody. Yeah. I'm gonna go fill up some coffee. Chad, you back. I'm gonna get a banana. All right. When she talks, she's like a samba that sways so smooth and oh so gentle and bop ba da ba de bop beedy beedeep. Oh, oh, I have to text this person. Boo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, because if he doesn't do what I ask him, he will fuck up something badly. And then more time of my day will go to deal with his mistake. Kill all the people, oh great and merciful Corona Changel in the outfit. Go kill all those people, cause I'm a misanthrope. Choke them by the throat. I'm a misanthrope. All right, maybe Chad sings better than me. <clears throat> we have, I want to show you. Oh, let's get rid of Chris there. Oh, hi. Hey. You know, yeah. Tinder sucks. <laughs> um, help me out again. Help me out again. Because old man Clary, boomer Clary. What's the bottom barrel? Is that plenty of fish? Or is it yeah. Tinder's the bottom of the barrel? All right. I think p- plenty of fish is known to be like the lowest of the low with this stuff. Okay. Then what's second worst? Tinder? Uh, yeah, I think Tinder's down there. 
Okay, um, then then does does match or um match let me tell you what i i know about match yeah. like you do have to pay for it to participate okay that weeds people out a bit i presume however i i've observed this myself and i've talked about it with others sure you have to pay for it and there may there's other women on there paying for it but do you think those women are not using like all the other free like right. everybody just does a shotgun approach yeah so, no i i understand yeah i I just, uh, I'd imagine, and Bumble, is Bumble better than tit uh, Titter? <laughs> titter. <laughs> it's funny. Dude, one time I was teaching a ballroom dance class, and I went to say organic, and I said orgasmic. <laughs> and not kidding, that got me late that day. Uh, really? Because, yeah, because everyone laughed. I mean, the girl cried out. <clears throat> And the girl's like, no, you usually have to wait after you dance a little bit for that. I'm like, oh, she wants to see how they were flirting. You see how the Yeah, see, that must have been in the aughts because you That was uh, in the aughts. Yeah, that may be in the 90s. Um, That wouldn't happen today. The the ladies found that very funny. That was – that today would get you a sexual harassment complaint. Right. The whole world is freaking twisted. Like I was – I was watching one of your videos right before this. I didn't make it all the way, but <laughs> are are women going to be even more paranoid because of this uh, whole virus thing? I I don't. I think they're already. I think their paranoia level has been maxed out. Yeah, uh, and this just gives them another excuse. I I seriously, every once in a while, I think, yeah, what if I old Cappy went back with all the money and the wisdom? And ah, nope, nope. I want to sit. Sit in my house in South Dakota, smoking a cigar, waiting for death to come get me. That's what I'm. <laughs> um, oh, hey, by the way, look what came in the mail today. Uh oh, cool. When the yep. truth hurts. When the truth hurts. So you could get that. Uh, and hang on, let me let me get some uh, crap out of the way. Uh, I think they haven't taken down my um. <clears throat> Redbubble account because reasons. I think it's still up there. And so you can't get the Jack mug because I, I ordered that just on a spoof, uh, which you could find Jack Napier uh, on YouTube. Yeah, it's still up. Look at this. All right, cool. I'll put this Where can in we a, find it? I'll put it in the chat room. But you could, the, the short version, go captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, go to my blog, and there'll be the, the image of Corona Chan. It says merch. And right now, all you can get is stuff with Corona Chan on it because I haven't uploaded any more images. Uh, but you can, if you want a Corona Chan mug. Cool. I just got bored one morning sitting in bed. Did you ever date girls that just want to stay in bed on the weekends? Yeah, I never had a problem with that. Well, I, I, I'm okay with it for a while, but like after 90 minutes, like, okay, let's fucking go here. The, the, you can have coffee. Ah, isn't it nice and snuggly? All right, yeah, I'm human as next as the next guy is maybe not, but I got a little bit of humanity left in me. But you know, after and I'm breaking off the laptop, I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. It's fucking eleven. Well, the, Jesus. The thing that always got them out of bed uh, in my current apartment was all I had to do was mention, let's go to Gold Nugget across the street. I'm like, okay, oh, that'll, yeah, that'll get it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I, that's the only reason I come visit you. Go to Golden Nugget. No, <laughs> still there. Uh, all right, no super chats. Um, have you? Let me clean up death traffics. There's the oil one. Let me close out of that. Uh, I could close out of this, I could close out of that. 
Uh, I guess let's do the sponsors real quick. Okay. Um, How Not to Become a Millennial. Latest book, blah, blah, blah. Go buy it. It should be out in Audible book in a couple days. Reconnaissance Man. Get this book if you don't know where you want to live in the United States or where to go to college or where to take jobs. If you haven't traveled around, read this book. This book is very important. If you like all my other books for the $10 or whatever you spend on this, you will save yourself thousands of dollars. And that is not a joke. That is a promise. Bachelor Pad Economics. How many people are following the advice and like, how many people filed their taxes lickety split anyway on April 15th? Like good people, Chad. Uh, I actually had more than I thought I was going to have. And, and I oh, really? even, you know, I was, I try to be like, hey, you know, there's no rush on this, but some people just have it in their head. You know, I want it done by April 15th, which I respect. I mm-hmm. think it's good to get them out of the way. What? So you could say they've flattened the curve in your world. Tax return. They have. They, 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 they did. And I was using that expression recently because it's <laughs> normally, you know, like that. Now it's just kind of, yeah. yeah. But it sucks. Like May and June are my months to travel, to enjoy life. And it's going to be hard to travel with this going on. And I'm still going to have to work. So, well, yeah. That's it. All right. Curse of the high IQ. If you're tuning in, you should get this book because you suffer in ways you don't know. And no, I'm not kissing your ass. I'm telling you that's the truth. Enjoy the decline, except in living with the death of the United States. Should I just throw this one away? Why? <laughs> well, no one's listening to it. This one is. You could attach a platinum bar to this book and say, if you buy and read this book, you get a platinum bar. No kids would. I actually have a the confession bl- for you. Yeah. I've I've read all of your books, or at least parts of them, uh, except for Worthless. I, I haven't haven't seen or read that one. Why would you Why would you bother with that? More out of curiosity. I mean, because you wrote it in what 2011? 2011, um, Yeah. I well, mean, okay. <clears throat> would you read this book? I already did. Why? Okay, explain this to me. You're not black and you're not in poverty. Why would you read this book? I was curious about what your ideas were. I, that's been out a few years, right? Because I think I was living in my old place. Yeah, when I read that. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, just like young kids did not listen to this, the vast majority of black men have not bought this and, and applied this either. I'm not joking. This book, if this went viral amongst black males, black men would be out of poverty. Black women still be like going to the government and asking for a bailout and and uh, uh, he better. They'd still be he bettying the uh the black dudes um but we can if you want to help get your fellow black man out of party there you go and the pen's principle written by randall bentwick oh not good book too <clears throat> yeah it was a nice short read i didn't mind reviewing it for him because well it was short <laughs> yeah it <was> huh. <laughs> uh <clears throat> and then what else uh so there's those books then there's also a, a book by my good friend adam piggott and by good friend person i hate uh, a lot <laughs> Uh, he's, you can find his website at pushing rubber downhill. And he has a book by the same name, pushing rubber downhill, which is an absolute must to read. Have you read it, Chad? I haven't read that one. Admittedly. If do you listen to audio books? Sure. Okay. So when you go running, go get this book. It's a, it's a great unplug from politics. It's just the, 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 the journey of a boy into a man. And it starts off like that. No pussyfooting around. No, He's in Perth. His girlfriend goes to Sydney. He hops on a shitty-ass rickety crotch rocket and drives across Australia to go get her. I thought he was in the U.S. for a while. I guess he was just yeah, visiting. He, yeah, he was just he, – he works in an industry where he's got to travel around. Uh, and thankfully, we got to meet him. Me and the great one got to meet him. 
Huh? And hell of a time. <laughs> just a, like three days of just weapons grade ball busting. Like like it was the Olympics of ball busting. We were just like getting each other on every angle. And fucking Piggin, he got me good. He uh we're talking about how I think the great one was the oldest out of all of us. He's like, dude, man, how how old are you? And I'm like, um, I'm 40. Then I think it was 45 or 44. <clears throat> he says, Oh, dude, man, you look great. You look no older than 35, 36. I say, I really just nah, you old looking as fuck. I'm like, fuck you, pick it. <laughs> it's, it's oh he had this big ass thing of keys for some reason. You know, like what was first? Yeah, like his his keychain had a shit ton of keys. I guess he had to have keys to open up different doors. But then it was his car keys, his hotel keys, all these keys, like this water of keys. And so uh, I went and made a booze run, and these guys were were uh, no, I made a cigar run. I take it back, man. So he's like, "Give me the keys to the car. Take the car. Drive around. Go get the stars." Come. And there's just this wad of metal. On my and, and so I come up and these guys are watching television. I say, Hey, have they turned on the news? And like, no, what happened? I say, dude, metal prices have just spiked. Uh, and it's starting to throw the economy into recession. Like, what metal prices? I'm like, yeah, like there's a shortage of metal. Like, what do you mean there's a shortage? And I pull out the keychain. I say, Because all the fucking metal in the world went and making this goddamn keychain. And they're like, oh fuck you, mate. A, it was just just wonderful, just wonderful busting each other. So um, so go to his website, pushrubberdownhill.com. Website, podcast, and book. And he has another book, uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones. Uh, that's the second of his book. Uh, we have The Signs of Mastering Women, written by Linda Gross. You can find that on Amazon.com. You know what that is more or no. less about? That is, about? How, that is how to get the girls with statistics. <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. She... Did a ton of studying. Like, there's a ton of data. It's basically just charts and data and statistics. So, if you want to alpha away, not in an alpha sense, but a statistical alpha sense, you want to just whittle down to the alpha of what key things you have to do. Uh, that's going to give you every statistical advantage you can have to get the girls. But you know what is still going to require of you, Chad, to get the girls? Self improvement, risk taking, um... the gym. And yeah. dieting right. And if you can do so, you know what really helps get the girls more so than the gym? Um, confidence. Having a person. You suck at this. You are horrible at this and you need to work more at this. <laughs> um, being an asshole. And, you know, you know <clears throat> I'm bad at this too. And I really, I already kicked my ass into gear on this one too. You're bad at being nice. No, well, <laughs> I'm bad at being six feet or taller. And so oh, we better yeah. fucking get our asses into gear. You better get more than six feet. I mean, seriously, as a as an asshole, I, but as a buddy, yeah. I care about you, Chad. You really ought to be more than six feet tall. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll work on that. Uh do 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 do. I got this dude. Yeah. I got this this guy that lives right below me, and he is he's on his phone as part of his job a lot. Okay. I can hear him now. He's such a loud motherfucker. And it's so what I do, I have this rolling chair. We're kind of enemies at this point. It drives him nuts. You know, when I go like, why, this. why do you, well, why would you do that? Why? Um, I don't Not know. that I'm a pacifist, but come on. What? Uh, just cause, cause I can, I guess. All right. All right. <laughs> See, I'm not, I can be an asshole. Okay. You could be an asshole. You could be an asshole. <laughs> uh, what else? 
Oh, MGTOW's Guide to Retiring $200,000 in Southeast Asia. And then I have my best of books, including Capital Capitalism Top Shelf, Capital Capitalism Reserve. And this one, I had to put this over here because it's kind of a cumbersome book. Now it doesn't want to come out. Damn it. Uh, Love Letters to the Left. All the best of my blog writing. So if you're bored and looking for something to read during the quarantine, you have that there. Uh, academic composition. If you want someone to write your papers for you, go to academiccomposition.com and have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your papers for you. He's also always looking to hire writers and marketers. Both jobs suck. They're not exciting, but you could do them from home. And he pays. And then it was his birthday just uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, oh, I saw on Facebook. Uh, well, happy yeah. birthday to Alex. Yeah, he, he emailed me. I got to put an ad up for him. And then I'm just going through my list here. I think that's it. I think we got that all. All right, cool. Let's get to uh, some more. You know what I wish you still chat. did? What's Remember that? Remember how you, whenever there was news, you'd be like, hey, I like the news. You like the news? Yeah, because – and there is that possibility to do that with StreamYards. I just don't know how just yet where you can <laughs> integrate other media into a live stream. Um, <clears throat> but that was when I was recording Yeah, and then uploading. Uh, before we were streaming. It's, it's just the new thing. Yeah, I'd love to put some Norm MacDonald in and uh, the Baldoni guitar intro oh, yeah. with the DT. Yeah, over at theblackreggae.org. Oh, I got up. That's the other one. I knew I had. Yeah, nobody ever else. podcasts anymore. It's all live streaming. It's I don't think it's necessarily bad, but... Well, you know. what it is, is do you want to use Audacity to record and then you upload to... Uh, your podcast host site. By the way, I'm putting a uh, DT's uh, link to his YouTube channel. Or do you just want to record on YouTube? Get a bunch of people who listen to YouTube now and don't bother with podcasting apps or downloading MP3s. Oh, YouTube, I'll listen to this. And they click. You know, it's like, do you want to just do Kindle and, and uh, paperback or do you want to do Audible as well? And then you still convert it to MP3 and upload it and people get it through their, through their podcast. So. Uh, anyway, so, uh, DT has now done his YouTube channel. So you could go there to it and subscribe. You should be subscribing to this channel for reasons. Subscribe to DT's channel so he could get above the thousand marks. So he could start, uh, monetizing, which is shocking. DT is going to monetize. He was hmm. against monetizing for the longest time. I was even offering to pay him and the, the man, uh, when the man, pod- yeah, I remember DT and the man. I was great. I'm like, yeah. I will pay you. We're not ready to accept money. Chad, ask me if I'm ready to accept money. I can't imagine you ever being in a situation where you would not accept payment for any type of effort or just money. Why do I have to work for it? Like, if people want to give it, <laughs> I'm not ready for the money yet. Oh, gee, I'm not ready for big titted redheads to give me a blowjob. I'm not <laughs> ready for chocolate ice cream. Nope, nope. I got to get to a certain point. If anybody wants to send me money, please do. I don't have to be at a certain stage in my life to accept it. <clears throat> so now I guess he wants. And and you know what? I'm going to slam on the masculine geeks too because they were the same way. Vince, I was like, Vince, why don't you monetize your shit? That's not our business model. Da, 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 da. And I, I'm like. You can't do super chats on the masculine geek. Now you can. But they're like, we're go- Mulanu, same thing. We're gonna he, take Patreon. We're gonna take donate. 
Give me the fucking money right motherfucking now as much as you want of it. Go ahead. He's I, never sold out. You know, he's not a sellout. What sell, sell out? What sell out? I mean, <laughs> I know he makes money. There's no doubt about the masculine geeks. Now they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take money. I'm like, good. I'm fucking time. So, but uh, also the masculine geeks, check them out on YouTube if you want to break from politics and more geekery and masculinity. They talk about the girls, but Dungeons and Dragons as well. The girls. And now, now they like money. Apparently, so many people didn't like money. Don't know why. <laughs> Cappy went and drank some more. Gurgle, gurgle. You know, I could see a guy at a bar. You know, like, he's just sad. Like, the detective story, he's the only one at the bar. He's a, give me another one, Joe. Ah, Cappy, I haven't seen you drinking that this much in a long time. What happened? Your girlfriend leave you? Cheat on your girlfriend? Uh, File for bankruptcy? No, Joe, it's worse than that. Give me another one. Oh, geez, what is it, Cappy? None of my friends want money. (laughs) Oh, that's... (laughs) You haven't had a drink in what, like over a year or something? No, no, I had a drink... Two three weeks ago, and mm. that that it didn't end up that poorly. But I had like I, I drank for a day because, dude, this fucking Corona shit is getting to me, and it's yeah fucking nothing to do. And you could I, I could show you I could show you my workout routine. I did nineteen thousand steps that day, so I was like kind of buzzed. I wouldn't say I was hammered, but I was buzzed. And then the next day, you kind of feel like shit. It wasn't a massive hangover. Not like when you and me went to, yeah. what's it called? It wasn't that bad. But Green it wasn't. Mill. Yeah, I wasn't 100%. I'm like, this is dumb. But then it's like, okay, but that angry, I had knots in my stomach because I was so, there was no anything fucking to do. And it took that away. So like, okay, that pain went away. So, but then, and then it was like a little happy and joviation. But then the next day, it's like, all oh, a different type of pain came back. And now it's just, you know, and, and you can't eat bad food and I got to watch my cholesterol. There's no fucking vice out there. I think um, you touched on this earlier, or at least somebody asked you about it. If you were the Myers-Briggs thing, you're a strong E extrovert, aren't you? I I, I don't believe in Myers-Briggs, but I, I am. It's not that because I I was a nerd and I was okay playing video games. What it really boils down to is apparently I'm the only one on this planet who knows he's going to die. And I knew this shit before the cancer scare. I knew this. I was like this before where I'm like let's pack it in, let's go, let's go, let's go. And everybody else is like, "Oh, well, let's watch TV. Dude, chill out and relax." And I'm kind of I know they give me shit about it. Yo, TJ Martinell over at masculinegeek.com. He like Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, good old TJ Martinell. Go to tjmartinell.com. He's like, he makes fun of me. He spoofs me where it's like, let's do this. Let's go to there. And how I play Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't know why everybody is so chilled the fuck out and wasting their life, as far as I can tell, where they have no hustle. They're not doing anything. And uh, that's where... You know, I'm not manic. I just want to live life and capitalize on it before I fucking die. You know, a lot even had to chat with the girlfriend. I said, you're not here Tuesdays. If you can work from home now, she came back Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm like, okay, you could be home one day. You're not here too. get the fuck out of here on Tuesday. I got, <laughs> I got work to do. <clears throat> and even when she's here, God bless her lover and all that. 
it's this gratingly annoying thing. Like this is my off and admittedly run a one bedroom apartment saving money, but it's like, it's, I'm trying to think what it's like. Like when a cat sees a threat and its hair goes up, when I'm in the middle of working and the GF comes in or anybody interrupts me, I, cause I need to get this done. And the sooner everyone's like, why do you work so hard? What do you got to do? Cause the sooner I make this fucking money, the sooner I can retire and I don't have to, then I could, and no one seems to get this idea of freedom. Nobody seems to understand the idea of not fuck you money. Cause I'm a minimalist, but it's fuck you money in my world where, Hey, Enough for retirement, enough for this. Now I can relax for two or three decades. People are on the pay-as-you-go system. People think they're going to live forever. People don't appreciate freedom. People don't appreciate free time. Nobody appreciates fun. No, even when they have the free time, what do people do, Chad? What do people do with the free time? You know, they're probably just watching Netflix or, yeah. We go for a walk. We're going to go for a what? A 10 fucking minute walk? Why don't you go for a hike? <laughs> hey, do you guys want to go to, to climb this mountain? You want to go to, uh, how do you do that? They look at me like I'm the weird one. And I'm like, okay, well, I climbed this mountain. What did you guys do? Well, we slept in till noon. <laughs> then we watched the Tiger King. Well, yeah. What the, the fuck King. that is. The only reason I watched that was because that, that girl that I've been, you know, Skyping with or whatever. Your um, romance. Yeah, and she was like, hey, let's watch this. And I watched the whole damn thing. So, yeah. Anyway, so I don't know if I'm an extrovert or if I just. I think you're an extrovert because it it drives it D like you need to be around other people to be energized. So I think you're probably an extrovert. I don't know if I'm, but see, that's the thing. When I golf or hike or most of my activities are by myself. And I'm okay then. I'm okay then. I mean, I love teaching dance class. I may even go back and do that. Uh, But it also helped when there was some hot chicks around, not these fat, bloated, recent divorcee boomer land whales where you literally couldn't get your arm around them to do a cuddle move. Yeah. All right. Jungle Motorsports for five bucks. Uh, The actual price of gas pretext can be near zero, i.e. gas could be $1.10 per gallon, but that means $1.10 is just going to taxes. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. Certainly here, that's the case. Yeah, well, I remember Don on Clark and what's the other one? Halstead, where they meet. Uh, yeah, British Petroleum there. Uh, Jungle Motorsports again in Minnesota. Gas stations are legally allowed to only sell gas at a loss only a couple of days per year. See, because why hmm. would we want poor people to have more purchasing power? Hmm. <laughs> uh, how are we other? It's been a sparse day on the super chat world good handle this one from our good buddy juan juan cabrera buck 99 i was against the bailout i got money anyway uh i want to do something real fast if you don't mind will you guys press one in the chat if you actually got your stimulus check because this is real with as far as what my clients are getting and it's pretty random how they're dispersing these yeah i'm I'm not I was going to point out with Juan a lot of this is a, a problem. Getting a lot of well, ones. Yeah, well, uh, get a lot of twos too. But anyway, uh, Juan points out a moral quandary a lot of conservatives and libertarians face, uh, so where they're they're talking about, uh, oh, I could collect unemployment or welfare. I got laid off or whatever, but it goes against my morals. It's like, dude, take the fucking money. 
As long as you vote Republican, you have every right to take as much fucking government money as possible. Absolutely. What way more people responding with a one in the chat. I'm glad you guys have got it because a lot of people I know around here for some reason haven't gotten their payment. So maybe you think yeah. your local regional IRS office or whatever may something to do with Chicago. I think they're just rolling it out in, in stages. Like I know in my particular case, uh, I don't have direct that's for refunds. So they don't have that information for me. Mm. So you and I are delayed. On oh. Yeah. Well, take care of TJ Aftershock here. DJ, how does one become governor of Minnesota? Parentheses go to the Blake School. What's that? Uh, the Blake School. That's where the Adina kids go. Ah, yeah. There's there's the Blake School, St. Paul. I think it's Creighton Durham, or St. Thomas Academy. Oh, St. Thomas Academy. Uh, yeah. So Blake is the snooty school uh, where all the rich kids go. I'm, I got to read this next one. Um, okay. The comp and for $2, Chad, the $1,200 re- or payment counts against 2020 tax refund. Here's the thing. They haven't actually determined whether that's going to be taxable or not. And I can't see how they would do that. No sense because it's not like you, people who are getting this did not ask. They just, you know, they put it into your bank account, direct deposit without you even requesting it. So I don't see how they can tax that. It would make no sense. If we get a Democrat president, they will. Don't worry. By uh, president, just, Biden, they'll, they'll do it. They'll tax it. That's, that'd be weird. Uh, it's not like unemployment where you have to apply for it and get it. People, they, this was literally you wake up and it's there. So it was yeah. kind of weird. Like a couple of people I know, like, hey, did you get your thing? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. But it also, poof, there it is. Oh, that was odd. I didn't have to fill any paperwork. Oh, so it is possible we could do things online, not have a fucking income tax and do a sales tax. Oh, you had no chance to opt in. So I think they'd have problems trying to tax that. Mm. So, um, bailouts, uh, dollars. Oh, we got another one. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. Uh, dollar ninety nine. Juan Cabrera. Even conservatives were in favor of this bailout. Yeah, it's yeah. actually the Democrats that seem to be holding it up. So they they did they were against it because it wouldn't go to their agencies, and then they'd meet out the money while taking a fucking half managerial fee to pay their fucking social worker, union government worker parasites. Trump outmaneuvered yeah. them on this way. He says, "No, we're just going to give it to the people. Fuck off." Oh, there was some shit in there. Like $25 million got committed to the fucking Kennedy Center in D.C. Yeah. Yep. Harvard's mm. getting a couple million, even though it got a $40 billion endowment. I read that article. That's insane. <laughs> These IVs that have the largest, $42 billion or something is their endowment. I, I just, I will never hire or do business with an Ivy leaguer. Like I will never go. It's like, nope, get the fuck out of here. Nope, get the fuck out of here. I, we are not going into business together. Nope. I mean, Dude, I, they, I guess a lot of times I don't have a choice but to like buy products by entities that are ran by Ivy Leaguers. But uh, like, if I were to ever start a business, there'd be not one Ivy Leaguer. Like, nope, get the fuck out of here. I've had some as clients, and we almost always clash because they just assume that they know more than me. Yeah, no, I I don't have time for <clears throat> Ivy League. Um, so the, uh, in uh, restaurant industry disproportionately affected by the, the Corona Chan. Yes. 
Oh, yes. Twenty uh, percent of my clients are in the service industry. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I feel real bad for uh, the service industry, the employees and, and the restauranteurs. Uh have you seen the tiff going on between small restaurant owners and the big, large chains, the big, large chains getting bailed out and the small ones not? Uh, I've, I've heard about that. Was there something else, something interesting that happened? No, it's just that, you know, what's uh, uh, Cheesecake Factory decides they're not going to pay rent anymore. Oh, and cool. large entities, large, you know, I don't know, Applebee's or whatever the, 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 these big, large multinational restaurants, national restaurants are getting bailed out and getting their money. Yeah. Uh, but then Joe's pizza shack doesn't. Yeah. And so people are complaining. So I, I want to read this little article here and then I will toss you a question, Mr. <laughs> CPA, <clears throat> a slap in the face. Small businesses got no PPP loans while chains like Shake Shack got millions. With the Federal Paycheck Protection Program out of money, some small business owners are expressing anger that bigger businesses like the pricey Ruth's Chris Steakhouse chain receive tens of millions in dollars of assistance. Take Rahul Islam, owner of Gandhi Mahal, a Bangladeshi and Indian food restaurant in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He applied for a six-figure loan through the $349 billion Small Business Administration Initiative and got nothing. I believe bigger restaurants had better systems for dealing with this while we were just working hard to keep our doors open. They have people to navigate this for them while they had to do it ourselves. And I think that's why we were they were ahead of us in terms of applying for loans, Islam told oh, yeah. CBS Money Watch. Uh, yep. Islam, who is from Bangladesh, thinks his application was denied probably because his restaurant entered the payment paycheck loan queue relatively late. Well, yeah, if yep. he applied late and the money ran out, yeah, I get it. He applied money for the loan ran out quickly. Woo. Yeah. He applied for the loan April 16th, nearly two weeks after many banks began accepting applications. The language barrier also sent him back. Whose fault is that? That's not anyone else's fault, but his, it's own. his fault. Come here. We speak English. Terribly sorry. I understand spice language, and if you tell me to make something very spicy, I can. I understand loans and things. We need a lawyer, an accountant, a banker. My banker is wonderful, but by the time I realized that this was an option available to us, it was too late, he said. Um, frustrated with the application process, da-da-da. And I'm not picking on this guy at all. Uh, he should learn the language, though. That's that's your fault. That's on you. But uh, Islam is right. His last name is Islam. Uh, smaller companies are not getting the bailout loans. Okay. Now this is bad. Uh, I'm just, I had to evaluate if I put some thought into it, maybe I'd have an authoritative opinion on whether we should be giving money to restaurants or whatnot. Uh, people should have saved money for seven years feast, seven years famine, but on a completely separate note, why is it probably better or best we give the money to big, large chains or large multi-million, multi-billion dollar restaurants and not uh, whatever his Bangladeshi in his small little one-off shops, independent shops? Why? Why is it we should not be giving? And this is cold and calculated. Not saying I don't care. Not saying I, I you know, poor Islam. He's he's not doing well. But why is it him and other independent restaurant owners probably shouldn't get the bailout anyway? Well, um, it's probably because they don't have enough reserves and cash or they're, they're not going to, I, I admit, I'm, I'm not quite sure why it's better if, if 
these big companies get it over small businesses. I mean, I'm a small business owner. Well, where I am, like where I could kind of see the reason for a bailout is this is unprecedented. This is like hurricane relief. Yeah. Okay, we didn't know the hurricane. So should the government step in and provide? I And I, libertarian side of me, every company, be it an independent restaurant or Ruth's Chris, should have three months operating cash. But yeah, they should. We don't live in Sugarland. Why hmm. should large established restaurant chains get the money and not small independent independent one restauranteur owners? Like it's the angle you're going for because they employ a lot more people and they can No, you just okay, so we bail out a thousand independent ones as opposed to one company that has a thousand uh, chains mm. or a thousand restaurants. What do we know? If you are Ruth Chris or Subway, hmm? Cheesecake Factory, huh. you know of these things, right? Have you ever heard of, of uh, this the Bangladeshi hut? <laughs> no. No. If you were to come here three years from now, or if you were to come here three years ago, would the Bangladeshi hut be there? Oh, probably not. I think Why? I well, because it's going to fail and it's not, they're not being smart about their cash reserves. And um... <clears throat> absent coronavirus, what percent of restaurants make it anyway? Oh, I see where you're going. Isn't it something like nine out of 10 restaurants fail the first and year? And I have, yes, it's very interesting statistics I looked up <clears throat> because you, you hear the general, oh, you know, you know, nine out of 10 don't make it or whatever. It's a horrific failure rate. And yeah. the reason why is, People want to run a restaurant they because it's been their dream. They think it's going to be fun. They don't want to work hard at it. Same thing with bars and all that. And when you have an established chain, like Ruth Chris, how long has that been around? 30 years? It's been a while, and I really enjoy going there. <laughs> I've, I've never been there. Um, but their business model works. They make a profit. Subway, no matter what you may think of them, <clears throat> it works. McDonald's, it works. Uh, I'm trying to think of other restaurants. Uh, Olive Garden, it works. Uh, the only so reason Jersey, we know of this, yeah. I was just going to mention, like the the one that is across the street from me, Jersey Mike's. They've been open for a couple weeks now. Mm -hmm. Those guys, the owner, I've talked to the owner. I know him. Always there, always yeah. fucking working. Well, this isn't to say Islam isn't working at his place either. But what my point is, is why are we going to bail out a restaurant that was likely going to go under yeah. a year later because you guys can't manage for shit? And then I, I, I'm going to be honest. I looked up his his restaurant. It looks like shit. It looks like another standard restaurant that's going to go out of business within a year under good conditions. Whereas what city? Uh, Minneapolis, because okay. I looked at it, it used to be in my old neighborhood. I was like, oh, it was just down the street for me. Um and, and and Tilly's little coffee and biscotti store, the coma money, the oh, we're gonna no 90, we're gonna get to the data later. Most of you were gonna fail anyway. Whereas Cheesecake Factory, although they're chintzing on the rent, and I don't agree with that, that's a business model that's proven to be profitable. Uh Applebee's, uh TGI Fridays, all the these are proven to be long-term successful businesses. And so I'm kind of like, okay, small little restaurants don't get because 90% of you are going to go under anyway. And our money's just, it's, it's like, oh, should we bail out the student loans? Why? You're going to go under anyway. 
with your fucking worthless decree, you're still going to file for bankruptcy. You're still, what, should we bail it? No, you're not. You weren't going to make it anyway. So why should we bail you out now? It's interesting that people's loans are now paused right now. They don't have to pay them. Right. I wonder so, how long that's going to go. Well, I, I have a feeling. I'm actually quite optimistic. This is going to be over in a month. In this, to, I, I really am cheering on the corona check because I just hate people so much now because I'm so <laughs> fucking stupid. So here it is. This is from, uh, what is it? Uh, Your Business Arizona Central, but they cite a study. Uh, both Perry Group International and restaurant brokers have completed studies on the average lifespan of restaurants. Uh, their <clears throat> results are slightly different but show the same trend. The Perry Group conduct oh here we go. The Perry Group study concluded that most restaurants closed during the first year of operations. Seventy percent of those that make it past the first year. So all this is seventy percent of the thirty percent that make it. Seventy percent of those that make it past their first year close their doors in the next three to five years. So seventy percent of thirty percent. That's twenty one percent. Twenty one. Twenty one percent to the seventy percent. We're at ninety one percent of business of restaurants close the next three to five years. Ninety percent of the restaurants that are still operating past the five year mark. So ninety percent of the twenty one percent, which is eighteen percent, will stay in business for a minimum of ten years. So that's good. So if you make it past the five year mark, you've probably established that you got a good business model. And you're serving the, the the locals that they want your food. Okay. So that's all of them. The restaurant broker study, the only one to make a distinction between chain and independent restaurants concluded that up to 90% of independent establishments closed during the first year. Yeah. And the remaining restaurants will have an average five-year lifespan. This is a money-losing industry. It's it's you are. Go get, seriously, you want to take your life savings and start a restaurant? Go to Vegas and put it on red. You're statistically much more likely to succeed than going into, and it's going to be less painful and less time consuming. You remember that across the street uh, from the Golden Nugget, so basically in my back alley, I, you, we definitely ate there one time, but I don't know about mm-hmm. more into You remember that Mexican restaurant? Yeah, I love it. There? It served booze late at night, sure. So that that died over a year ago. It was gone. And they put in something new that's a lot better. That's amazing. Only problem is uh, their grand opening date was um, March 1st. Ooh. So, yeah, really is a shame. It's not their fault, but <laughs> yeah. they're going to die. Well, no, they, and, they, and it, it isn't their fault. Maybe that was one that would make it, but life isn't perfect. Yeah. But I, I could totally, you know, for, as a taxpayer, as an economist, it's best that Islam go bankrupt now. Not the religion, the guy named Islam. It's best he go bankrupt now. Save him a year or two struggling to make his his restaurant that wasn't going to make it anyway survive with the taxpayer bail, only to fail again. Saves mm. me money, saves him time, and then he goes and he figures out, you know, I don't know, he becomes a banker or he becomes a, an accountant or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so I I kind of the and maybe a lot of this came when I worked in banking. I'm not for the little guy. I'm not for the small business owner. Small business owners don't know shit. They really they don't. Are, yeah. I mean, big I business see a owners, lot of them, dude. Yeah. Clients, they just are clueless. You, you're too lazy to do accounting. You, you know, oh, I'm a truck driver. Oh, I run a, I saw plenty of restaurants, plenty of bars. Y'all don't know shit. You like the idea, but you, cause you didn't want to work hard. The irony, you didn't want to work hard. You thought it'd mm. be fun to make food. And you don't realize, dude, do you know what a pain in the fucking ass it is to make food and apply with all the regulations that come with food safety? Liquor license. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Here, there's so many fees and licenses. It's just so hard to make it into a restaurant. And I'll point it out again for those of you who like complain about the price of a burger. The real cost of that burger, when you go to a restaurant, or the real cost of that Asian food uh, is likely a dollar more per meal or 50 cents more per, per meal than what you're paying. Yep. And the reason why is because most people who start restaurants dip into their savings, mortgage their house so that they can subsidize your food at a loss to them because they're so ego invested into making this restaurant go that they will destroy the, I've seen it. I've seen houses with three mortgages. Okay, you take a third mortgage out. Oh, cause we didn't expect that the oven would go down. It's like, well, the oven's 30 years old. Don't you bookmark for capital expenditures? What's a capital expenditure? Why are you running a fucking business? I should send some of these people to you because I have I have a number of them where I've had to have some really hard conversations. It's not my role to say whether you should stay in business or not. But I mean, sometimes I, I, I sit him down in my office and I'm like, look, man, you've had three straight years of negative returns. Like you have no more money left in your savings. This isn't working. Like you have to give up. <laughs> and they, Do they even listen? Has what has one of them listened to you? Maybe only one, but you have to understand. I've told many people this. I've gone right. above and beyond. Like I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing your role, which I'm not supposed to do. Uh, but only one person, as far as I like, you're one right. out of what? 10, 20, 12, five? In the last in the last six years, uh, fifty. Wow. Okay. So two yeah. percent of the people listen to you. <laughs> to be and fair, ninety-eight percent went on and ruined their lives. To be fair, remember, I'm just supposed to do their taxes, put their books in order. I'm not supposed to tell them what to do, but I do anyway. As an accountant, I th as their CP, I think you you have not a right, but it's you, it's it's your position. It's not impolite or bad business to to provide that information. <clears throat> but if you want, send them my way because I I'll want charge. To. Yeah, send them. So you got to talk to this guy about the viability of your business. Then I'm the bad guy. You're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. And they don't hate you. All right. And I don't care if they hate me because I got their what? You got their money. So who cares? Right. What What do I got that the masculine geeks and DT hate so much? And Stefan Molitor, he hates it too? Well, you got sponsors. But I mean, you also got donors. and No, no, no. They hate the money. Why do they hate oh, money? The money? I don't know why they hate. Why does Molyneux hate money? Why does DT hate money? Why does the Masculine Geeks I don't know why they hate money. Maybe they're secretly socialists. I don't know. I have to admit, I probably owe Molyneux some payments because I've been listening to his material for years and I've never actually given him anything. I gave him plenty of money and I was going to give him a big donation until the PayPal thing went away. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then now you got to do Star Scream or Scream Star or Stream Labs or something like that. Mm. Um, but and I should donate a little, but I haven't listened to him in a while. But yeah, I would donate regularly because it, it's like, all right, dude, I know this is your thing. You're, mm. you're the biggest capitalist anti capitalist there ever was. So uh, <laughs> I plus I do want to be on the air. So if that's how, how he supports himself, yeah. All right, take care of this uh super chat here. We'll finish off with the super chats and then we're going to get going here pretty soon stars cream one five four zero for five bucks are the following examples of people wasting their time one watching sports ball two watching the tiger king three listening to the older brother podcast it it all depends like there's not you got to sit down right i i watch magnum pi 
Oh, great show, by the way, that I rediscovered. 12 o'clock high, the, the TV show, not the movie, but the TV show. That's a good, solid flick. All you do it because it's a masculine show that we have here. Dude, you guys would love it. It's like this old black and white World War II, eighth bomber group in World War II. It's really cool. Um, so <clears throat> nothing wrong with watching it. Nothing wrong with taking in a game. It's when that's all you fucking do for your socializing in your free time. Here's another positive for me personally from this Corona Chan thing. Uh, there's been no sports ball. And you know how I sometimes get a little bit too into watching it sometimes? Right. I don't think I'll ever watch it again because I haven't really missed it during this time. And I've picked up other things to spend time on. So I'll still do it socially. But I think the days of me sitting at home watching a game are officially gone. Yeah, but you'd still go to the bar like to meet up with your buds because they're going to go watch the game, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it really has been cool for the last six weeks of not even thinking about sports ball. It's good. You know what I was so happy about? What's that? What did you notice was missing from March? March was a oh, very March. sane. Yeah, March madness. Like a lot of people. This yeah. The sanest March we ever had because nobody was mad. Where did the madness go? There's no madness. It was very reasonable and, and rational March. It wasn't mad. It wasn't insane. Therapists you know were not called in. You know what I really hope? This is one reason that I'm okay if this keeps going, this Corona Chan. I don't know. When you lived in Chicago, did you come across like the annoying ass Cubs fans on the north side? They were just nope. wherever you go, these games are constant and they're so drunk and they puke everywhere. No, and, I, um, I didn't go. I didn't really spend a lot of time in Wrigleyville. Uh, the Bulls won in 97, I think it was. Yeah. So I was there when they won. Uh, and that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was just a good old time. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I never, I never, Chicago, that was one of the best. I, I love the people of Chicago. That was 20 years ago, but. I never met a more because I came out of this backstabby, passive aggressive Scandinavian, Minnesota socialist fuck environment. And you come to Chicago, it's just like, oh, real people. You know, just like you, you sit down at a bar, you accidentally bump these, hey, hey, watch my back over here. And then, uh, like, oh, sorry, buddy. Ah, that's right. You want a beer? I mean, there was no, nothing, nothing hidden, no knives stabbed in your back. Um, but yeah, you I must not have gone to the South Side. <laughs> I did. I, I dated a girl on the south side. Ooh, no, 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 no. Once no. or twice. That was a nice girl. Nothing ever came of it. But I remember dropping her off on my convertible. And I had a white hat on because we went swing dancing. And uh, the brothers on the corner, they looked at me like, I can't, what? I can't believe what I'm seeing. And the, was she a sister? Yeah, she was a sister. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, it was, it's like, what's it called? Uh, Band of Brothers, where Spears runs through the enemy lines, and then he runs back, and people are looking at the Germans are looking. They're so shocked they don't fire at him. It was kind of like that. They're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> uh, so let's go one four ninety nine. I doubt this will be over in a month. It's profitable to collect unemployment than going back to work. Welfare parasites never had a job to begin with. You know, I cynically kind of agree. I, I disagree. I, I think disagree. The people are so cooped up and they're so sick and tired of being with their significant other. They are going to be begging and screaming to get out. I, I, I guarantee you, I don't care what the welfare check is. I'm getting out. Plus, that was a one-time deal with Trump. Well, You're not going to get $1,200 a month. 
the unemployment, uh, I think you get an extra 500 per week from the feds now. So what I, what I worry about with Juan is that, yeah, people want to get out, but now they'll just go to the beach and collect from the state. Um, I think this is going to cause a lot of people to leech for a while. Uh, for a bit, I I have a feeling people are pent up. They want to get back to work. Mm. I I have a. I hope the, so. The people who are leeching are already leeching. You know, it's like, oh, is coronavirus going to make women even more picky and even more jaded and a royal pain in the ass? Oh yeah, because they're like just the most sweet, charming, wonderful gals from 1947 saying, "Gee, that'd be swell if you took me to the soda pop shop." <laughs> it's there's the, the people who are parasiting before going to uh, parasiting now. The people who don't who want to work, they're gonna go back to work. I hope you're right. So do I. Chopper Dan eighty eight for Buck ninety nine. Aaron, your books changed my life direction for the better. But what do you bring? He he better chop it, Dan. Better bring something huh. to the table. You better chop it, Dan. You better. You better. Uh, thank you. I'm glad it changed it for. I've never had anyone say my books changed their life for the worst. <laughs> Unlike Oprah's books, which have just destroyed two generations of women. It's brilliant. Huh. Can, can women really say that about Oprah? Like, I, I love to see that. Like, oh, yeah, when you told me uh, feminism and socialism and I got to get lippy with my husband. Yeah, that really worked out. That's great. <laughs> Here I am alone in the nursing home. Huh. Oh. I um, think that's it for Super Chats. It is. I'm going to read just one quick thing from the comments. I, I'm, right. I'm surprised that you're more optimistic than I am. Dan, Dan Aykroyd Rules said, Chad Elkins, people are pathetic these days. They will milk this as long as possible, especially during an election year where politicians will be kissing the ass of the American electorate. I wish I didn't agree. I, I wish I didn't. But... They, they are pathetic, but see, maybe... Uh... <clears throat> Maybe it's not faith. I have no faith in humanity. I, I just don't think people, their egos, let's put it that way. Their egos are being limited. They can't go out and party. They can't go mm -hmm. to the clubs. They can't go to the bars. They can't go to restaurants. They can't virtue. They can't get out. They, they're, they are, it's like wanting to get out of jail. It's like, hey, we'll pay mm -hmm. you to be in jail. We'll pay, we're going to, essentially what this is, is we're paying you to be under house arrest. Mm -hmm. All right. And you, dude, okay, may I provide a counter bit of evidence that I think <clears throat> I would like you some. All right, this shows you how powerful it is. People collect welfare. Why? Why do people go on welfare? Why do people do most things they do? Well, because it's uh, laziness, right? Lazy. Yeah. So shouldn't most people be indoors playing video games and watching television and getting drunk? <laughs> That's probably good for the first week or two, but now people have been doing it for over a month. Um, I I went to Walmart. I had to get. I got a bike behind me. I don't know if you guys could see that. <clears throat> you know what was all sold out? Uh, hand sanitizer. Bikes. Bikes. Bikes rolls. I had to get a tire. I had to repair this bike. Bikes are all sold out. Have you gone outside? Did you, you have a nice day this weekend? You're right. There were a lot of bikers all over the place. Dude, there are so many people walking and so many people. Now, wait a minute. Hold it. <clears throat> I thought they were lazy. Mm -hmm. They are so cooped up. Fat people are starting to walk. Lazy <laughs> people are buying bikes and kids are setting down their fucking tablets and going playing with the other neighborhood kids. So 
I understand the great financial incentive to just collect a check, but these people are being so cooped up that the boredom is now overpowering their key motivating force, which is laziness, that you actually have people going out and exercising now. Bikes are sold out. So uh, no doubt there's a huge financial incentive, but I, as a, I present exhibit A, people are so cooped up, they're actually exercising. Do you think this would work if they're making more money you know, from the state than they would making it a normal job? That's what I worry about because I agree with you that people want to get out and everything, but if, it's, if they're financially incentivized to actually not do work, you know. They're well, they're going to be because we can't afford $2 trillion a month. And yeah. paying everybody to live. So even the Democrats, we don't have the money. <clears throat> we can't print it off fast enough. And I think saner heads would rule, like the even Paul Krugman would come and say, whoa, hold it. I said you could only increase the money supply 100% a year, not 1,200% a year. Mm-hmm. I Even he would come in and, and say, you're, otherwise you're going to cause hyperinflation and blah, blah, blah. The economy can't soak in that much money. So even, I, I think the Democrats even would, would cut it off uh, because, you know, oh, much advertisement as Ocasio-Cortez gets, she's a fucking moron. And, and more, there's people within the Democrat party like, you know, you really need to shut the fuck up and go look pretty with your tits right now and get your ass back to Harlem, wherever the hell she's from over in New York. Um, so I don't think you would ever do this and I'm not going to do it. Hmm. Did you know that we are allowed to fire ourselves and collect unemployment with the 500. I did not know. (laughs) Do I want to? That's what I said. I don't, (laughs) I don't think you'll do it. I'm not planning on doing it, but you know um, what? I got other shit to do. I I really, will it make me money? Fine. Can I get money from the government? (laughs) Sure. You know what? I'm not that fucking pathetic of a person. Like you, I have other shit to do. Yeah, I'm not going to do it because I'm still getting work. Like I I should not be getting work right now, but I am. So Mm -hmm. I'll do it. All right. uh, We're done. Uh, If you guys would like to help out the show, go ahead and buy some of my books. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com and go ahead and read. Click on all the links I got there. Subscribe to my other YouTube. Subscribe to this one. Subscribe to the other YouTube channel, which is Aaron Cleary. I know a lot of you just clicked on the link. This is the Older Brother channel, so subscribe to this one. Subscribe to my regular YouTube channel, if you would kindly, please. Share with family, friends, and things like that. But then if you want to help out, you can go to olderbrother.com. And you could go ahead and donate via PayPal. If you want to do Stefan Molyneux, you want to give money for nothing in exchange, you could give me money at PayPal. But then there's Patreon, of which you get behind-the-scenes uh, podcasts and articles and pinups of Mary Jo. And then uh, there's the Amazon affiliate program, which only pays 3%. But that you can all find at olderbrother.com slash donate. The best way, though, is to go buy some books, read the books, refer books to friends, and then um, – God, I used to, there's something else that's missing. I forgot. Oh, asshole consulting. Why did I not think of this? What else do I, oh yeah, there's that asshole consulting thing. If you would kindly, if you have questions that are more specific to your situation and problem, go to assholeconsulting.com where for some money, I will yell at you and curse at you and tell you what to do. And you will feel very, very bad. You'll be in the penalty box of shame, but then you'll avoid things like divorce, bankruptcy, Poverty. Is that worth a little bit of a hard medicine? I don't know. Is, is avoiding poverty worth $40 now? I, it, it, 
Yeah, I don't know. We gotta jump in one second. So sure. I found this thing on YouTube. I still have it up. It's called How to Get a Council House. It takes place in the UK. It's basically yeah. people trying to get, you know, f- free or very heavily reduced rent. They're trying mm-hmm. to get that. You would not believe the entitlement in these documentaries. Like people are just like, yeah, I deserve it. I it's crazy. Those people don't exist. Uh, I I mean that in an intellect. I know they physically exist, but are they a scented human being? Are they any different than the girls you're trying to date on the Tinder or the Instagrams or whatever? They don't have a sentient thought in their life. They they again, they really don't exist. And if they've got all the check marks, they got the free lodging, the free this, the free that, and they put their shitty ass art up at the local coffee shop, they might as well put a bullet in their head because they don't exist. They have wasted their humanity. While I was watching this yesterday, it crossed my mind how if you ever watched this, like you personally, your blood pressure and everything, you would turn bright red because it would just... (laughs) Oh, Cappy don't care no more. Cappy just, <laughs> Cappy just have. I'm gonna have my house, Chad. I'm gonna smoke my cigars, and I'll die in about 20 years. That's about it. And if you would like to contribute to the Cappy Cigar Fund, I'll we'll do that. Save your donations if you want to contribute to the Lucifer Geronimo uh, Pokey Bowl uh, Cigar Fund. Save it for tomorrow. We'll have a Good Morning Corona Chad podcast tomorrow. Oh, somebody you know, a friend of ours, just texted me. Awesome show with Clary. Uh, caught part of it today. So, Oh, cool. Good. Is it a, a dental friend of ours? Uh, no, it's somebody who also is into motorcycles. And um, Oh, okay. I yeah. know who. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll say hello, common friend, person we know. So, <laughs> All right. Take us out appropriately. Uh, toodles.